I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Hello, this is Spider Dan and uh, of the Andor of the Secret Balls coming to you in a collaboration with our good friends at Genuine Chit Chat. Mike and Megan are here to talk about a film. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I struggle to describe it as such, but uh, Mike has decided to, after hearing uh, me discuss Necromantic, on uh, on the VHS Strikes Back, the legendary podcast that it is, he wants to outdo that and bring to the table a more disturbing and fucked up film even <laughs> than that one, which does, again, <laughs> have some uh, necromance, if you will. So, uh, so this is not within one of my kind of usual structures because Mike is also going to use this video and we're just going to freeform discuss this particular film that I watched in person live with Mike and Megan. God knows why Mike let Megan watch this. Um, and we'll I get, warned her we'll get many, many weeks before. Mm. I, I I honestly thought you were going to be like, oh, Megan's going to go do some, you know, some schoolwork, some lesson plans. Or Megan's going to go knitting upstairs. She's going to go. She's going to go, <laughs> go play with a dog or something, or she's going to do so. I don't know, cook or something. I don't know. I thought she was going to go away and do something while we watched this, but you were like, no, she's going to watch it. She's going to watch it, and I was like, knowing Megan's references for films, one. Don't like anything weird, um, <laughs> which this absolutely ticks that box in so many ways. Even for me, I think it may be too weird. And then it's um, disturbing, violent, uh, almost psychosexually disturbed. Um, and yeah, you you a lot of bodily fluids, a lot, a lot of, unexpected, unnecessary unexpected. amount of bodily we don't have fluids. To, we don't say what it is yet, but it's an unexpected no. amount of bodily fluids you wouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, and it's you know, and like liters almost of of bodily fluids. Um, it's the only way I can describe it. But Mike, since you wanted to put us through this film and watch mm. our eyes bleed, mm -hmm. tell us about Takashi Miike's Visitor Q. Right, so I've got two older brothers, uh, one who's 17 years older than me and one who's 20 years older than me. I always say that. I haven't checked. I think that's an approximation. I should probably know. But um, a lot of the weird films that I've seen are because of them. Uh, Street Trash, a classic Arrow video, um, nicknamed The Hobo Holocaust. Seen that because of my brother Chris. And this one was because of my brother Rob. Uh, Rob was on my podcast very early on when we spoke about dad. Um, so probably go brother, check that out. Rob you can. has gone down in my estimations now. Yeah, well, because he showed us this film. So they showed me this film. I'll shout out for the video watchers among you uh, on DVD because you can't find it streaming because it's just too weird and obscure. And they showed me this film going, right, we're going to show you a movie. It's very, 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 very weird. But it's also quite funny. But it's mainly just really weird and you've never seen anything like it. And I was like, Okay, well, I've seen quite a few weird films. Like, no, no, this is very, very weird. And I was like, no, I've seen, you show me quite a few things. You show me verses, you show me, you know, Shaolin soccer. They're like, no, no, it, no, nothing even remotely close to anything like that. No, nothing like Kung Fu Hustle, nothing like Shaolin soccer. No, no, this is unlike anything else you've seen. I was like, okay. 
So show the DVD case and I only showed it briefly because I want to get cancelled off YouTube, but it is a grown man breastfeeding off a woman. Um, so it's good fun there. It gives you a good insight into what this is. So I've not seen... <laughs> Megan's already... <laughs> she's already tapping out. But this is me explaining the preface of how I just it looked at the cover of the DVD. To rem remind yourself about <laughs> it. So I've not actually seen any of... Um, what was his name? Uh, Takashi Miike. Takashi Miike. I always read it as Mike, but someone elongating the mic because clearly I'm constantly and egotistical. You <laughs> wish it was your Mike. Um, yeah, anyway, so um, he he made Itchy the Killer, which are probably his two, we're probably his most famous films. I say films because there's an anime one and a, yeah. and a live action one. I've seen bits and pieces of that. Probably just the Chelsea smile parts, which are probably the most horrendous parts. But I've seen those, and you, I know you've seen Audition, Dan. And then you, mm. this week you spent a bit of time watching more of his stuff. But I, I did. I didn't know anything about him. In fact, I think I saw parts of Itchy the Killer after this, but I don't know anything about it. And after watching it, um, I watched it just with my my brother and stuff. And then a few months later. I was talking to the guys about it, my friends at the time. This is when I was in college. This was about 10 years ago. And I was telling the guys about it. And um, I was saying about the film, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, should we watch it? And I was like, well, we can, but you're not going to want to finish it. You're not going to get through it, probably. We can give it a go. So at a party, when we were like 18, 19, I would like to say, a party of about 10 of us, someone decided it's a good idea for me to crack this film out. And I was like, we, we can. Um, so we did. And no one there finished it. Apart from my mate Bradley, who's also been on the podcast, um, I think he either borrowed it or something, or he'd watched it prior or something. But he's seen the whole film. I've seen the whole film. No one else has. There's a scene in the microphone, and that's where they tapped out. Yeah. And I remember that being really early on. It's not. It's like half an hour, 40 minutes. in the microphone? You get sexually assaulted. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. So that's a preface to this film of how I got around to seeing it. And there's a clear umbrella scene, which my sister-in-law absolutely adores the scene. She thinks it's hilarious. And she brought bought a clear umbrella just because the scene made her laugh so, so much. So if you're willing, Dan, I'll give the synopsis according to the back. Please, please tell us how, how this DVD sells this film yeah. to other people. please. And just to clarify, on the front, the only quote for, for the film is, in air quotes, thoroughly deranged. Which isn't actually a compliment. That's that's the best thing anyone said about this film. Is it's just deranged. It's like that's not actually a, when I hear hey, a film's really deranged. It's like I want it. No. So I got this film. Uh, I'll read out the the blurb on it. With dead or alive, he created one of the most bone jarringly explosive opening sequences ever filmed. With audition, he delivered possibly the most disturbing ending of all time. Now, with Visitor Q, Mike Takashi has managed the impossible. He has outdone himself on both counts. When shamed reporter Kiyoshi Yamazaki visits one of Japan's most one of Japan's many comfort houses to make a documentary about sex and violence amongst the nation's youth, he is somewhat surprised to encounter his nubile daughter. Soon after, he meets Q, an enigmatic stranger, and invites him to visit his family home. Upon entering this dysfunctional world, Q sets about teaching each family member a unique and special lesson. But will he succeed in creating domestic harmony? Outrageously perverse and tru truly unique, this transgressive experience well, you know. will leave you shocked and stunned as it railroads taboos like there's no tomorrow. I, a different fucking film. I know. Only half of that's real. He doesn't invite you into the house. Q smashes over the head with a rock twice and then is just there. <laughs> also, also, like, okay, let, let's let's start with the opening of this film, which 
Oh. It goes on for a while. It goes on for quite for quite uncomfortably this a long what, time. 80, is this eighty-six minutes, referencing back to the nubile daughter. Yeah, yeah so well, it's eighty-six yeah, minutes long, guys. So yeah, with this it, film, there's only about an hour of probably air quotes and stuff they wanted. Yeah. Have you ever fucked uh, your dad? <laughs> Basically, that's well. I, you know what, Megan? You you tell us. You tell us how this opening scene goes. First this- of all, I'm going to say I'm I'm normally quite neutral. I'd say I'd say I'm fairly neutral. The the whole right. like the whole thing is it's all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fucking hated this film, <laughs> and I will never ever watch this film again. <laughs> I will never ever watch anything created by this director ever. <laughs> There's absolutely no fucking way this film was probably the worst film that I have ever watched in my life. And at one point, I was close to tears because of how much I was hating it. I had to take Will out yeah. to the toilet because it was too much. We paused it so that you didn't miss yeah. it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> Basically, the film starts with a <laughs> with a black screen with some writing on it that says, have you ever fucked your dad? And then it's got the dad of this family... Um, who has seemingly entered one of the many custom houses and he visits his nubile daughter, which mm. makes me feel sick. Um, there she is. There, there, there she is. Yeah. Um, and he's like recording her and then they I, fuck. I didn't even know he was making a documentary. That's why he went in No, there. I didn't know that I had no idea. It's so unclear. I, I, it's, it's really weird. Like it has the opening line, which again, it comes up on the, on the screen in text. <laughs> Do you ever fuck your dad? And it feels like it's like a 13-year-old going, ah, have a fucked your dad, I bet you have. Have a sucked off a dog. Um, you know. <laughs> I made a dog baby. Hashtag dog baby. <laughs> Hashtag dog baby. Never forget. Hashtag never forget. Uh, but it's, yeah, and and it goes kind of straight into it. And it's like, I will say this, weirdly, it kind of feels quite similar to what a, a film I covered earlier this year that Mike put himself through as well, which was Cannibal Holocaust, which is this kind of, it's shot digitally, so it's shot with absolutely no fucking budget. That's why it looks so, like, you know, digitally, like, shit, and the quality's not very good. And it was kind of an experiment, apparently. This is what I've read. I can't, I can't, I can't say whether this is true or not. But it was an experiment to see what they could do on a low budget using new digital filming technology. And they decided to make this. Um, so, so we have this kind of documentary almost like feel. And I think that's why some of that violence and some of the 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 rape or the all this other kind of horrible shit that's going on feels so quite so visceral. Is because it feels like it's real. It's almost like a snuff film. Mm-hmm. So I abs- and there's moments where you know I did I didn't. It's meant to be a black comedy, but it's very much the blackest of black comedies. It's like ninety nine percent black, one percent one percent comedy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah. I can I can I can see. It's it's he's known uh, Takashi Miike is known for being very extreme and is is very chaotic and is kind of trying to say something with this violence. He's not just doing it for... It may feel like that sometimes, that it's violence for violence's sake, but he is trying to get at something, like Cannibal Holocaust or Necromancy before it. There is The artist is trying to say something through these acts of violence, because I think if it was just violence, then we would 
like we would turn off and most people would just turn this off anyway i think yes so, <laughs> from my experience that does happen yeah and 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 again i can completely understand if you're not if you're not comfortable with these kind of things or seeing them like megan wasn't like even i was a bit like fucking hell i did i did warn you guys i want to clarify yeah. i didn't trick these guys to go here's a cool wacky i was like this is the most disturbing film i've ever me, seen me and life. megan me and megan re- wrote read the uh back of that dvd case and we had no idea what we were going to see um now that dvd case is fucking lying to you <laughs> and lying to everybody who's ever seen this film. So yeah, uh, so there is, I think there's something here and I think there is a, a kind of a message, but we'll probably get into that a little bit later. But yeah, basically about 15, 20 minutes of a dad, come, and it's, it, he's recording the whole thing. He's recording this experience like a documentary filmmaker. He's like a, a reporter, he used to be. And he's basically just pays to have sex with his daughter. And has sex with his daughter. And it's really slow and awkward. And all of it, from the start to even the sex itself. And it's just, it's a room full of basically mirrors as well, isn't it? Mm, And it's just really awkward and uncomfortable for ages. It's kind of, it makes me think a little bit of the room. Because when you talk about this film with someone, because inevitably some of our respective listeners are going to go check out this film like they did with uh, Cannibal Holocaust and Necromantic and stuff. When you say the room. The, the tell me why Zoe film right because, because there's in, also a film called Room yeah which that's is in, a very very different no, film I've yeah. read the book to the that. Room yeah. by Tommy Wiseau and the thing is with that film the, the very the, probably the only two similarities between this film and that film awkward sex scene and the fact that when you explain what this film has in it to people they watch the first 10 15 minutes and they go this isn't the film you were talking about I said, no, no no get past the first 20 minutes and the whole film makes far more sense. Now, there is, in my opinion, a coherent storyline in this film. I just think that there's so much extreme, taboo, horrendous stuff going on around it. It muddies the message and makes it unclear as to what it is. And even reading that, and when, uh, there's a YouTube video, Dan, mm-hmm. that you showed me, um, which I'm going to make you put it in your show notes now. And so, oh, I was going to, I was going to do it. Sorry, anyway, don't worry. I was going to do <laughs> sorry, it. Sorry, force that down. But that they, when they were talking about the film and things, they compare this to another uh, film by Takashi. But when they're talking about it, it's there is a plot, and I think different people interpret how deep that plot is differently. I think it's quite a thin plot in itself, but there is something there. But I think that if you took away all the taboo stuff of this, it, it's barely a film. It yeah. feels like although he is somewhat trying to tell a message and i think each it makes me think almost like a warped version of like seven or the seven deadly sins it's not quite but i almost feel like to make to conceptualize this film you'd also almost have to go here's seven really horrendous taboo things how do we link them together and make it into an actual narrative that's almost how i'd interpret this and i want to clarify even though i made you two watch it i do not recommend this film to anyone (laughs) and i only did because everyone made such a fuss about necromantic i was like Necro- uh, Necromantic's got nothing on visit. Necromantic has one really taboo thing, which is having sex with dead people. This has that. It's not even the main part. That's like a side bit. One one thing that happens in this film. This guy just that's happens like a to comedy bit. It is. The end, isn't it's it? literally well, that's after, the, after joke. The, the initial bit of it. Hmm. It then becomes somewhat comical, but. Well, you you were laughing. I remember you laughing. That's after I took the break outside. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But I think I think at that point, it's quite clear it's a comedy as well. It's not just horrible shit. 
The last third is well is completely different. Right? It's, I bon- think, it's absolutely bonkers, the last third. Yeah, the last part of it, I think just because of how insane it is, mm. it made me laugh more the fact that you both were laughing. I personally feel like this film has zero redeeming qualities about it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like... I cannot express to you how much this film affected me. <laughs> I fucking hated it. I know, my love. No. But I'm proud of you. No, you don't bloody know. I did warn. I want to clarify. No, before people think I'm abusing Megan. You did not Megan, warn me to the extent of what this I film said it's was. got every taboo you can think of in it, and probably some you can't. I did maybe, say that. Maybe Megan can't think of that many taboos, Mike. I, she's, she's, an I forgot, she's an innocent. She's an I'm innocent. an innocent. I've forgotten like half the stuff in this film. <laughs> like I remember the, 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 the liquid scene the most hmm. and the abuse. And the heroin addiction, and the the sex with the daughter, and the micro the microphone scene. But that was it. Mm. And I've just listed like five things, which in themselves, if in any of those elements was in its own film, that would be the main talking point of the film. Which- I I I quite I kind of laughed when um, the dad finishes early. Yep, uh, and she, and she charges him more money. The, yeah. the daughter, the prostitute, because she's going about it like like I didn't think they were related at the start because I thought I thought that phrase was just really weird. Just like, have you ever done it with your dad? I didn't think it would go oh because they don't indicate that they know each other because he's playing the documentary filmmaker and mm. she's like, I'm the prostitute, da, 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 mm. doing the whole kind of you know she's with a regular John or what have you, and then and then it's only at the end where they're like. I hope you don't tell mum about this or stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, God. Then you question it. And then a scene or two later, when Q's walking around the house, you see photos of her. And you're like, because you guys asked me and I said, in all fairness, there's very, I'm not going to hide this plot in mystery. There's no twists necessarily. So yes, I just told you, you guys were like, are they, is that the dad and daughter? And I was like, yes, yes, it is. It tells you in the scene or two, but yes, you can just know Hmm. beforehand. So do we want to kind of... (laughs) flow through the store i guess <laughs> i think so 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 the net light i think maybe if we go through the characters and can maybe what they're dealing with their their problem or trouble or something they need to overcome maybe if we do that do you want to start um, megan do you want to tell us anything you can remember at the well the house is in chaos so yeah. after he has sex with his daughter there's another thing that's like have you ever been hit with a brick or something like that? And then he gets hit in the head by a brick. I think it's a rock, but yeah. What like what difference does it make between um, a brick and a rock? Because people on the internet about cult films get really anal about Okay, tiny some details. sort of a hard rock substance that you use for building. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. He gets uh, hit in the head. And then the, the guy, Visitor Q, goes and stays in their house. Their house is in chaos, and ultimately the house is in chaos because of the fact that the dad was doing a documentary and then they... Do you want me to say it? ...abused him yeah. they with pen- his microphone. Penetration. They, yeah, they, yeah. Yes. On film. On film, yes. and then that got leaked, and that's now caused the household to be in disarray. So you've got the so you've got the daughter who is who's seemingly run away and has become a prostitute. Then you've got the wife who is a heroin addict and is being severely like domestic violence. She's being like yeah. there's domestic violence in the household. Yeah, she's being abused by the son. And he's like hitting her with his like array of tools for hitting. Um, 
and then he's being severely bullied by people in school and it's all linked to this video that got leaked because of the dad. Yeah. And you say yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense. You've 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 actually done a really good job of explaining yeah. that. That's very well. Yeah. And then you've got some random dickheads from his school that are throwing fireworks into the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like that that is the, the premise of the film. Yeah. That's that is the, the the plot, and then the rest of it just falls to shit. It's the, it's a broken family, and a, a mysterious visitor comes and solves them of their problems. I, just... I disagree that he solves them of their problems. I think he's a nuisance, and kind of things just happen, but. Like, well, well, it's kind of, it's almost a kind of, I don't know, who is Visit Q? What does he represent? Is he kind of the Inspector Calls type character? Is he real? Is he not real? Is he a ghost? Is he, is he society? You know, it's, it's very. Comparing it to Inspector Calls. Maybe, yeah, I've got, maybe, 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 (laughs) maybe, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to speak. Inspector Ghoul. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out. What we think the fuck he was trying to tell with this story, I know. Um, speaking of Mike and that video that we watched, um, they they said around this time that Japan, Japan, I was going to say Japan. I don't know how why I wanted to pronounce it like that, but Japan was going through a um, a kind of economic crisis. So there's a lot of people losing their jobs, not being able to you know make any money. And I think this and the happiness of the categories, which is kind of a it's not quite as disturbing, um, and it's kind of more of a comedy, and it's a musical, Megan. So you'd maybe like you'll, it. maybe you'd like it. Who is knows? it by the same director? It is. Apparently, it's a completely different film. It's a very, it doesn't matter. Made the same year, so like, and it's very tonally different. But there is some disturbing stuff in there as well, because that's what he does. That's his thing. Uh, whatever that may be, uh, he does kids stuff as well. You know, he does. He's done over a hundred films, believe it or not. Over a hundred four in the same I mean, year as this, didn't he? This yeah, like, surprised me by the quality of this one that he's yeah, released. So, just, like, yeah, this this bashing one, them out. this one, I think again was bashing them out. But um, happiness, of the categories has got a lovely remaster by Arrow Video. I watched it on my Arrow Video player. Um, so if anybody wants to watch it, it's there along with a couple of his other films like Audition, Dead or Alive, and all the other ones we've mentioned. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm just trying to think about what he's trying to say is he trying to say something about japan is he trying to say maybe that the families need to go through hard times to become stronger or maybe they can they can get through this economic collapse uh if they try to stick together or work through their problems or find a way to solve these issues uh, I'm just trying. I, I mean, it, the, the what's great about it is the inter- your interpretation is your interpretation. Megan probably goes, "It's just fucking weird and shit, and I hate it, and I want it. I want it to not exist." <laughs> that and that's fine. That's absolutely a valid, <laughs> a valid choice. Um, but that's I, exactly I want to. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to try and dig deep, like because again, like most people, most sane people who watch this would go. Yeah, that's turning that off. Never again. Uh, I don't want to watch this again. I don't want a copy of it. I don't want it anywhere near me. But it is. <laughs> we just uh, bought a fire pit. Oh, you are not going to the fire pit. It's apparently quite rare, so you're not getting rid of it. I'm yeah, keeping apparently. it, if only for the shock value, to show other people. That's the fun of the film. It's it's like the reverse room. You don't watch it and have the shared experience of the weirdest, funny, little, quirky film you watch that's such a bad movie. You watch this film because it's basically traumatic. And you can't watch anything else like this. And afterwards, you feel like you've been traumatized. But very shortly after, all you can do is laugh about it, which will happen to Megan. She was hating on yeah. it and said it was terrible. But literally, was it half an hour after? All of us are just making jokes. 
about the great milking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, well, the last part of the movie. Well, it happens quite a few times. <laughs> so um, let's let's talk about the character. So let's talk about yeah. the mom in the in the film because that is the She's my favorite character. Yeah, so she she um, she is working very hard. She's you know she's doing all the kind of you know things you would expect a mum to do, or you know stereotypically she makes the meals, she prepares everything, gets kids up for school, that sort of thing. But the husband doesn't give a fuck. Um, the son beats her, and they also the dad doesn't give a fuck about that. Um, and because of that, because of all the pain she's in, she goes and gets hooked on heroin, and to pay for that. She has to go and and become a prostitute, and even and and when she's out being a prostitute, the guys are like, "Wow, you look like shit." Um, actually, while you're at it, can you hit me? Um, and and then and then throughout the film, Visitor Q he, initially he just kind of hits because he hits the dad with the rock in the head or the brick, whatever it is, <laughs> brick rock and <laughs> brick brick gate. Uh, <laughs> tell us what it is guys watch the film and tell us there there are i think there is that clip on youtube so people can go back and no, you have to it, suffer through the whole thing all you, of don't, the you don't have to suffer you don't have to suffer through all the extreme violence and sexual torture you can just watch a key few scenes and get a gist i think um but yeah so and 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 then all of a sudden he's just there but it almost feels like he's always been there the visitor he's like People aren't really looking at him, talking to him, paying attention, but he's quite happily eating all the food, watching the TV, you know, all this other stuff. And and eventually, throughout the film, we see that he is starting to interact. Once he kind of it's almost like he's he's um he's the participator later, but he's a spectator earlier on. He's just kind of figure out what each other's which which of the problems are and how does he solve them, how does he get around them. Um again. Is he even a man? Is he even a person? Is he a fucking ghost? Is he? <laughs> what is he? You know, is he a samurai from from ancient times, feudal Japan? Who knows? But yeah, it's whatever you want him to be. But uh, yeah, and he starts to interact slowly but surely. And yeah, I think the the weirdest the weirdest for me is definitely where the, her story goes and how she kind of resolves her her uh, issues. Um, what what do you guys feel about this, and and how and and where we go from the start of the film to kind of where we end in her story? I think she's kind of the core of the family. I I think Q's mission, in my interpretation, is kind of when people, especially families, are in a rut with each other because of poor communication or anything. You need a third party to come in and kind of um, what's the term? Uh, moderate almost. It's not the right term. There's another one, but I can't think yeah. what it is. A mediator. Like, a, a mediator. like, an, like okay. an intervention or something. Yeah, intervention mediator was the word. So both of you, gold star. Um, basically, yeah, so he was like, you need someone to come in and kind of mediate to allow people to communicate. But because these guys are so extreme in their issues, Q's kind of elements into things are an extreme version. It's just kind of making them each look at themselves. And they each essentially have one thing happen to them and it, relatively speaking, cures, in air quotes, hmm. what their issue is. And I think the mum is the absolute core of the family unit. You know, once she's starting to be abused, once she's the one who starts to suffer, it seems to kind of splinter and cause everyone else. And it seems that once she heals, that's when the rest of the family kind of heal as well. So I, I, I feel like maybe the mother is literally trying to show she is kind of the stereotypical, air quotes, standard kind of version of what a mother's role can be in a family you know 
And I think that she's probably the only character who's not insufferable, apart from Q, because he has like no speaking lines and he just smacks people and milks them. Um, but she's just like, she's trying to help the family. She's being abused by her son. The dad's not paying any attention. And obviously she's going out. He's also out. having an affair. He's also having an affair with the daughter as well. And also the other one, the yeah, mistress. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the sex fact the that he had sex with his daughter. No, I was talking about the fact that he was sleeping with his... A secretary of someone that he works with. Wasn't it? I think it was like, yeah, I think she's somebody, also a reporter. Yeah, she's a reporter, and he gets to bed. Yeah, sorry. Um, and all, I think that the grossest part of this whole film for me is actually when the wife smells his penis and can tell he's had sex. And obviously, we know as the audience that that smell is his and that her daughter. That for me is actually the grossest part <laughs> of everything that happens. I'm like, that's horrendous. Just the thought of that is just vile. Um, but do you not think that's the worst part? No. Oh, I think it's vile, the thought of that. I mean, that's there's, gross. There's, there's, I think there might be worse. That's uh, just gross to me. It is gross, but the rest of it is either so extreme or so silly that it kind of bounces off me. But that, yeah. but that's my well, well, Yeah, that's, uh, there's there's other stuff we'll we'll get into. Wait, you, Megan. I'm not very good at interpreting films at the best of time, especially when they were films that I didn't really like enjoy. I, I've always struggled with like film. Yeah interpretation and poem interpretation has always been something that i'm not very good at i distinctly remember her having very large nipples though yes the, bi the biggest nipples i've ever seen well yeah not just the areola it's the actual yeah. no like yeah the, the nipple, actual yeah, nip. the nip that that proper thick <laughs> thick nip um but then we now, now we know why because you know she all of a sudden like hugh starts kind of coming onto her and then he starts kind of massaging her breasts and you think oh this is going to be like a sex scene it's like no no he starts physically milking her and she starts like she's it, a cow like she's a cow yeah yeah i mean, I, I mean she's groaning and enjoying it she's, yeah, she's she, enjoying she, being milked yeah she, she's and i feel like this is in a way it's it's a, a way for her to get her maternal power back in a sense yeah it's either that or self-pleasure it's one yeah. of the two some some it's maybe just reconnecting her with those maternal roots or maternal instincts that she has because her fucking son is a fucking shit bag and beats her up and she doesn't yeah. feel particularly maternal to that or you know into the way he's treating her and and yeah, it starts off and 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 she and eventually she starts to kind of do it herself and and it gets her off the heroin. She stops taking heroin because she gets more pleasure out of this. And then and then much later we get the very infamous scene with the clear umbrella. And Visa Q is just there, just watching her do it. She's in like a raincoat or something. Uh I think I can't remember what she's wearing exactly, but it's not for long. Um and again, she just is now going to town with the milking so much there's like a consistency <laughs> with the amount inch of, of it isn't there yeah, it's almost like, like a flood there's like an in, in the, like, in well, yeah, the it's kitchen like a flash flood because the yeah, kid like, eventually goes in there doesn't he yeah i think does he drown in it no he just lays in it he, he lays does like it. an angel he does like a snow angel out of his mum's so liters of breast milk that's also starting to curdle as well so it's i might like, I, I might check the thing. plot i might check the plot synopsis of that in a little bit just see if he did die or whether he's I don't still think alive he does i think Through the end the sun. of it yeah the sun doesn't die no i think the okay. end of it is they'll survive and they're all okay we'll, we'll get to that as well but yeah and and she's enjoying herself so much that she comes um, female ejaculates. I don't know what the the correct phrase Kleeman? is. Makes Cleman. I don't know. 
Leaning Sims? Well, no, she orgasms, orgasms, but obviously there's literally there's a point where she's milking herself and you're watching yeah. all the milk squat out, and, and then you're just... also watching just a lot of water Puddle. coming out of her puddles and puddles and yeah she, she, like she, wa- she waterfalls everyone she waterfalls. yeah sure. she's heavily you, however you however you want to describe it while lactating yes that that it causes to very much enjoy yourself um weird enough for you people weird enough for you to to give a go <laughs> it's probably, that's probably the weirdest the weirdest thing of this film i wouldn't say the most disturbing but the mm. weirdest part is definitely watching a woman both be milked, but then also milk someone. But mm. as well as just the sheer volume of breast milk, there's just so much liquid. I just, I'm, I'm interested by like how they actually did that. It almost looks like it's curdling. There's yeah. that much. And it's like bits, it's been there for so. There's bits. It's also been mixing in. with her, her oh, yeah. vaginal juices, so which great. obviously has a slight acidity to it because vagina juice isn't neutral <laughs> on the like pH. The fact what that are you talking about? Obviously. Obviously <laughs> on the pH No, the reason scale. I'm saying obviously because a woman's vagina, the reason you can't clean it with soap is because it messes with the pH balance. So that's why I said obviously because vaginal liquid is acidic in some way. Hence who, it's on the pH Who scale. knew we were going to get onto this uh, in this podcast? Who Dr. Knew? Mike. <laughs> Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike. Knowing, <laughs> knowing pH balance in a vagina. That's why you know where to clean it with soap. That's how, you, that's how you spell vagina with a pH. Um, vagina. <laughs> vagina. Vagina. Uh, <laughs> she's got a loose vagina. Wide set vagina. <laughs> vagina. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, talk, let's talk a bit more about the dad as well. So he's obviously lost his job. But it's it, he decides to he sees his his son's getting bullied so obviously he the son is having some issues and he's taking that frustration and and out of his on his mum and like there's bits where they tie him up and like you better shit do a shit come on why aren't you shitting um, and he's you know and that's his issue again but the dad is like he's almost like retreating into into like a digital kind of documentary world like he has to be. He has to be separate from his own family. He's like he has to be disconnected from it to to even deal with him not providing to the family, not being able to um, to kind of just I don't know, kind of figure out what he's going to do and how he's going to do it, and and he has to kind of step away and go, okay, this is now a documentary. I'm following my son, and we're going to see how he solves the bullying and what we do, and and. In within this, he's trying to get his job back. He's going, right, I'm going to follow my son. I'm going to follow this bullying angle. And it's going to be a story about bullying and how we solve it and what's the problem and, and what's Japan doing about it and that sort of thing. And the, the other reporter's like, you're a loser. You can't come back from this. <laughs> you're, you've been molested on you've been molested on screen. No one's going to you know take you seriously anymore because of that that situation. Um, and he's like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he invite he's filming the bullies, um, you know, attacking his son and stuff. And he's like, oh, you know, providing commentary and stuff. And then he he gets the reporter woman in, and he's like, oh, this is going to be good. And he's he's got visitor queue filming, and he's like, make sure you get the right angle and do this. And now he's kind of involved in the reporting of it. And then he gets mad at the woman for telling him that he's a loser and stuff. And then he strangles her, kills her. And then begins to to rape her dead body, 
Uh, and then Visitor Q is still filming uh, this. And again, very disturbing, not very funny at all. Uh, <laughs> obviously. I can't but, remember if that's the bit that got too much for me. I can't remember maybe. what bit it was. It was around maybe. the halfway mark. Yeah. yeah. I think I it was think, think, around like about the rape time. When the, when the body's like, in the ditch. Rape, rape o'clock. Uh, rape that's o'clock. that's where Megan checks out. Absolutely don't blame That's me. where I was in the garden with Willow yeah. trying not to cry. And I was I like, just go for a week. Uh, the rape scene, don't get me wrong, the rape scene is very unpleasant. Although, it's this sounds really bad it's not the worst rape scene i've seen in a film fortunately no but it's not pleasant by any no no it's not it's not pleasant she's dead he's killed her and he's still going away at her and it's just awful just horrible but it's done while he's kind of overacting there's a lot of kind of like you know crazy kind of overacting and i think because it's like that and like even the sex of the daughter is like there's moments of that where it's like ah you know, really over the top and and kind of stupid and ridiculous. So I think because of that, it may not necessarily feel as bad as maybe a super serious version of that in another film taken very, very seriously and endured or shot in a more disturbing way. And I suppose the sexual way. element doesn't come in until after she's dead. Like he grabs her and yes, he starts true. He, he basically like chokes her in his ditch yeah. and then she dies and then he decides to have sex with her, which obviously is horrendous. But yeah, he's also during him having sex with this fresh corpse. Mm. He's also saying about the coming early thing, isn't he? He's like yelling, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not coming early. Is this what you mm. women want? You know, that sort of thing. Mm. And it's like such bizarre, weird dialogue, but mm. it takes away from some of the terror of it, yeah. I suppose. It's just See, I like... find that worse personally okay. because mm. he's so angry. There's like a lot of like, it feels like it's very much like, obviously rape is not okay at all, no, no. but like it's someone that he knows and it's someone that he's got a relationship with anyway. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like he's trying to get back at her for something that she hasn't done. Like he's taken out all of his anger and frustration yeah. on a dead body that he's raping. And I think mm-hmm. that is significant. It It feels worse to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is kind of him in a weird way working through those insecurities and those those problems he has with himself, uh, but kind of trying to get that out of his system in a in a very bizarre way. Mm. Um, and then he takes the body back to this is towards the end of the film. Um, like during this, the the son is still being bullied, and they and they shoot the bullies shoot fireworks into the house like every night, almost every night they are shooting these fireworks in. And the dad again is filming it, and he's saying stuff like, "I don't know how a father is supposed to feel. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, or how do I react to this? This is my beautiful wife. This is this. This is that." And during that scene as well, that's when the wife gets the confidence to. Uh, to kind of stand up to her son because she get she she goes out of the room because he gets he throws like a hot uh, bowl of food at her or something. She comes out. There's this big this big cucumber or aubergine. She gets a knife and starts like like going. I'm going to cut your dick off, son, and then throws the <laughs> knife into the ground and is like, "Don't fuck with me." Um, so she's finally got that confidence back. But yeah, and yeah, and the dad's kind of like, "How am I supposed to be a father? How do I?" You know, how do I manage this and this, you know, po- almost post-traumatic stress, I guess, in a sense, um, that he's kind of dealing with. Um, but, yeah, we we then kind of get to the end. He and Visitor Q are trying to hide the body in the garden. And, again, because he's now, he feels, like, liberated sexually or he's got his masculinity back or something, and he, he's like, oh, I'm going to have sex with her again. And he goes to have sex with her, and then he's like, 
oh, you're really, you're getting really wet for me. You're, you're not, you know, you're not dead. You're getting really wet. And this is, oh, this is amazing. This is the best sex I've ever had. And then he finds out that she's not getting wet. It's, she's, the body has avoided its bowels. And it's just like, oh, it's shit. This is shit. He wipes the... Yeah. His he has like comes a, up and it's got yeah, shit all over it. Covered in shit. He's like, this is shit. This is shit. And like, and still having sex. Um, and then so this... Gross. This is the this is the point where it kind of gets just fucking so ludicrous that you kind of have to laugh. Yeah, at this point, it was quite grounded. This is where it fucking turns. This is where it's just like. I mean, it's is, already turned, but yeah, it turned, oh, it's, but it started. It, yeah, I think from the get go, this film had turned. But we get to a point where, um, again, I'm not sure what happens to the sun, but I'll double check in a sec. And the the bullies arrive. They come. They're beating up the sun. Um, no, sorry. Before that, we have we have visitor Q, the mum. Uh, because he's because rigor mortis is set in while he's having sex with the body, he gets stuck in the bot while inside the body. That's my favorite part of the film is when he gets stuck, and it's it becomes like a slapstick, like Three Stooges thing because yeah. they're they're all trying to get him out of this body, and they're like slapping on, they're putting him in the bath, and they're slapping on like creams and stuff, and they're all kind of working together. It's just fucking bizarre. It's that scene that cracks me up, is that that's the scene where I find it actually quite funny when mm. he's stuck in the bathtub and he can't get his penis out of this rigor mortis corpse that he's killed. And Q's just there, just kind of watching, mm. and I think still filming at points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still um, and then the the wife comes in and she's like, oh, you need uh, butter, uh, let me you need butter, lard, this, or and then heroin because she injects him with heroin to loosen ah, his, to, ah, to relax his. him, yeah. And then it happens, and then you hear, and he's like, I'm free, and then they're all like, Yay! and like she's really happy about it. But the wife is so enamored, she's so happy, mm. and he's like, oh, I'm so proud of yeah. you, yeah, we make a great team and stuff. While this <laughs> again, again, was corpse in a bathtub, again. killed a woman, yep, and and shagging her. Not fussed. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And, and they're all just really chill about the situation. Mm. And then they're like, okay, we need to get rid of this. So we need to take the body out to the back, put it under some tarpauling, and cut it up into small pieces. I and they're all just, forgot about that. They're all just, I don't remember that at all. They're all just so... so you don't watch the actual That's much of the cutting. From my brain. You don't yeah, watch I much of the that. cutting. It, it's more insinuated. Of all the things in this film that you see, the cutting of the corpses, you don't really get to see as much. Hmm. But you get all that sort of stuff happening, and then the may I say what happens at the end? A voice I mean, skips. I mean, we've got the the bullies that turn up at this point, right? Um, so the dad's free, the bullies turn up, and the dad's like, "Right, I'm a man again. Let's do this." Uh, oh, I forgot. Yep, yeah. Yep. It's kind I of. I don't the, remember the. No, you remember this bit. You remember yeah. it. So, so, so the mum and the dad come out, and finally, it's like the family is kind of almost one unit again. And they're like all all on board with each other. They're all helping each other out. And he, uh, he basically he's he's in his pants and he's just got the bandage around his head like the whole way through the film. And he runs out and he's like, yeah. And then he goes, he he hits one of the bullies and then gets a saw and puts it in the bully's head and it's there for he, ages. He's doing like, that to the bully's head. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And then I, I and then um, the wife throws knives or something. Yeah, she throws something at the other bully just as he's he's about to he's about to run away. So uh, they all save the son. And then I think yeah, you could talk about right at the end, the very kind of last piece of the puzzle of this film. Yeah. So after they've killed, I think it's 
three bullies. There's two or three bullies. Mm. Yeah, so they've killed some children. Yeah, so yes. literal 16-year-olds probably who've been bullying their son. They've been bullying hard, but like murders a bit more. Yeah, granted, yeah, they've been throwing fireworks into They the could house. have killed them because the house kind of burns down, doesn't it? Yeah. I believe like, the house burns down. So that's, again, they've got, yeah. they've, got no, they've got nothing. They've got no house. They've got, you know, and he talks about the destruction and filming it while it's going on. Yeah. Um, but it, again, it's almost like they're tearing down something to almost rebuild it in a way. Yeah, they're- kind of starting anew. And so they've killed the bullies. So the son's fine. The the mum's liberated. The dad's seemingly okay Does now. the daughter come back? So the daughter comes back. Mm. Then they dispose of the corpse in the garden. And then the very last scene is the mum sat there, which is what the cover of the, the DVD is. He starts sucking on her milk and breastfeeding. And then she beckons the daughter over. And then the daughter finally comes home by sucking la- on her la- breast. How does la- she even have milk in there? Like, I mean, she's uh, that's the weird that that's the thing that's a bit mm. odd. Is how is there that's still the, milk? In that's it? the thing that's a bit odd. No, but everything else <laughs> in the film is weird. But it's in a realm of could happen in real life. Mm. But the breast milk, it, it's weird. The breast because- milk would have dried up. Her children are old. Clearly, she doesn't milk herself but, but regularly. Then- yeah, but then maybe that's the point. Maybe it's that she never properly breastfed the son, yeah. which is why he's so messed up. Which is why she's just got this residue <laughs> breast milk. Really pulling at those fucking threads, aren't you? Like, <laughs> I'm just—it's interpretation. I'm, the fact of the matter in this film is, I know, this I know woman produced liters of breast milk. I know if you keep breastfeeding, uh, you can continue to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you know, maybe she's—I don't know. She's doing that with clients, maybe with. That was her, the only thing you know, I could think of. That's the only other thing, or maybe the dad likes it on the quiet, and we don't know. We don't see that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's all a metaphor. I think the milking thing is the is the main. If I remember, film. yeah, if I remember rightly as well, because again, the visitor queue again, whether or not we feel he solved the issues, they are almost weirdly stronger together now than they ever have been. Like they're a you know they're a cohesive family unit. Like the happiness of the Katakuris, the the main plot of that is they're tr- they're they've set up a guest house. They're trying to run this guest house. Nobody wants to come because there's it's just out of the sticks. Nobody wants to go there. And every guest they have ends up dying for some unknown reason. They just fucking die. And they're like, shit, we can't let anybody know about this. We've got to, we've got to bury it. We've got to bury the bodies, hide the bodies. And then obviously the it ramps up and they get more the deaths get more and more ridiculous. And the musical numbers end up with like zombies in and all sorts of weird stuff. But again, it's that families coming together and loving each other and doing what they can and again this is like again i'm i'm glad that that video kind of you know talked about both of these cuz i think there is definitely a similarity like he's exploring the same idea and i think even uh, takashi miike has said these are kind of like sister films that they are kind of exploring the same ideas but through different genres or lenses um again happiness of the categories is much more funny it's got musical numbers it's ludicrous and ridiculous and weird it looks better as well like, i don't know how he made the, I, I will... in the same year yeah one of them looks like it was made 20 years before the other one well again um Happiness the categories was not shot on digital, uh, but was and also had a bigger budget. So that's why, I look, and it's been remastered since. VisaQ is not since. That's why it still looks a bit shit. No one wants to remember, and nobody wants to remaster it because they're like, "Who'd remaster this? Of all Who'd things? even watch this? Why do I want to see milking in high definition? Why would I want to see any of this in high definition? I don't definition? want to see milking in standard definition. What is going on? Um, but 
yeah, I think I think also he uh, Visitor Q meets Miki, and I think he bashes her head in with the rock or a stone or brick or what brick gate. Um, I think it is a rock. Whatever, whatever it is. Um, but I'm pretty sure because they definitely meet because I think he's the instigator of her going home because she says, "Oh, kind of finally had enough." Because she's not really in the film; she kind of bookends it with the beginning yeah. and the end. We don't see her in between. Um, but yeah, so I think that's I think that's kind of everything. Um, so can we run through so the taboos we've got? <laughs> so we've got incest is what it starts with. Mm-hmm. Then you've got. You've got violence because hitting the head with a rock. Sure. Then you've got then the you've domestic, got domestic violence. violence. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the heroin addiction. Then you've got her selling sex to someone she's not related to. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the does the uh, milking happen after that? Then I mean, the, I mean, you could. I guess drug addiction could be a taboo as well. I guess you yeah, could. the heroin like injecting yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, you've and, got the fact that the dad is doing nothing when his son is being bullied. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got that. Then so you neglect, neglect. Yeah. Um, and then you've got. Yeah, then there's obviously more abuse sprinkled through the film where the son keeps throwing the, the mum through walls, murder. And hitting her with that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Then Rape. you've got you've got murder and I it it, it sounds bad. I don't know if it, it is it rape if the person's dead, or is it just necrophilia? It's still rape. Well, there's no consent, but it does it class as it's necrophilia. Okay. It's not good, whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it's very wrong. Necrophilia. And then you've got the great milking mm. of two thousand one. Then you've got the squirting while milking. Then you've got his second go at having sex. His with His second dead body. go, and then yeah. getting stuck in the second go, and then there's shit as well because obviously yeah. when he's in there second time, oh, shit's not a taboo. No, but it's pretty gross to see in films, um, and it's still <laughs> an unpleasant thing. Um, and then you got everybody, everyone, there, everyone, everyone, everyone stop shitting. It's a taboo. You're not allowed. <laughs> no one is allowed to shit. No allowed everybody to shits, guys. Nobody's allowed to. <laughs> not on my watch. Uh, and then after that, you've got them freeing himself from the. So constipated. <laughs> then you've got the oh, you've got the bullying as well, and then you've got the murder of children oh, in yeah. quite violent yeah. ways, mm. and then you've got adult breastfeeding. Mm. Is that everything? And illegal fireworks. Elite, that, that's the fireworks. worst of them all. That's it. That's it. Ban, ban them. Ban, ban fireworks. <laughs> I think because this is one of the things when I've explained this film to people, uh, or when I heard everyone talk about necromantic and uh, mm. uh, cannibal holocaust and stuff, I was like, that all sounds bad. But I was like, these are all like have one or two major taboos in yeah. the film. They're better films, no doubt, but they are basically focusing on one or two major taboos that are big shock value. Yeah. This one just kind of. It downplays all the taboos to the same level. That's what yeah. that's one of the weird things about this film that kind of makes it funny is that although there are scenes that are unpleasant to watch, there's no none of the scenes traumatized me. No. It's not like uh, But there's the, no there's no normal reactions no. to these taboos. There's no like everyone's you know, so apathetic to it. Everyone's just doesn't give a fuck. Like the, yeah, the, they're the, indifferent. The, yeah, they're completely indifferent. Like the the rapes, the the murder, the rocks. The you know that's the having sex with your daughter you know it, it's it, like nobody gives a fuck it's just mm. they're just like oh these are just things these are just things that are happening uh, Megan you know hit the nail on the head absolutely just apathetic and I think because of that because of their kind of reactions to it as well you're thinking you're almost laughing because you're like no normal person would react this way no normal person would go. Oh yeah, I don't really care, or, or or you would fucking hope not. Anyway, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some fucking people out there who would react quite you know indifferent to these sort of things that are going on. But the fact that we had a reaction and we're like either nervously laughing, actually laughing, or getting very fucking disturbed and upset or crying 
is a good sign. We're all good guys because we're not psychopaths. I just wanted to say that, or sociopaths, or any other paths. Um, you know, um, I think we're all good. The, rec- the we had the right reactions to this film. If if people don't react to this film and go, this is a standard Saturday night for me, then you want to worry, and then you want to you want to maybe red flag. It's, it's, it's a film that I, I big red flag. All of the red flags. <laughs> every red, every shade like, of red. I'm like, this is what I do every day. This is my family. Um, Let's experience this. It's not. It's not really even a film because hmm. it's there's so little to be able to talk about aside from the deep taboos. Yeah, we've spoken about the interpretation and stuff a little bit, but sure. The reality is, if I watched this film, there weren't any taboos. I wouldn't even have mentioned it. Well, this is this is what I'm thinking as well. The, I mean, the way to get people into cinema is sometimes through taboos or through specific scenes or advertisements or you know word of mouth. You know, I, I think there's a film, there's a series at the moment which has a lot of of word of mouth called The Idol, and it's right. it's had a lot of back behind the scenes kind of sexual deviancy stuff and it's exploring some stuff as well it's from the maker of euphoria who's controversial and there's a lot of people that are like because of the kind of disturbing word of mouth and behind the scenes people are actually watching it and going oh fucking hell it is a bit fucking too much for me which again fair enough but um (laughs) do you do you think people will watch this and go you know what at least this isn't my family at least my as fucked up as my family is, at least it's not these fuckers. I think even with this is generally speaking, I'd say to to generalize certain elements. I feel like when a family has severe problems, severe, severe, like every family's got skeletons in their closet and issues and things. Sure, but when there are things that literally destroy the way a family unit operates, usually it's due to one or a few cases of severe substance abuse slash addiction and or usually one person being domestically violent, usually. So I think that this is kind of going, let's think of every taboo that affects a family and put it all into one place. And I think that it's, although I've said this story does to a degree tell a cohesive story and makes sense, I don't think it's possible because I don't I don't think you can have this many problems with this many people and them still stay as a as a unit or anything mm. or even be remotely linked together. Only one of these events is enough to really destroy a family. And there's in a family, even in the most deranged families, there's normally one person who's vaguely sane or sees that everything is going mental or they're just all in. And in this family, no one's all in, but also no one's pointing out how weird insane it all is. Mm. They're all just around each other doing these messed up things. And I just don't think you can actually function as a human unless you're on just copious amounts of drugs all the time. Like if they're all heroin addicts, I'd be like, okay, maybe it makes sense because they're just so mm. out of it. Mm. But I feel like there's just no way you could be this messed up. What about you, Megan? I'm confused by your response to the question. I thought the question was, do you think people would watch this film and think, Thank God that's not my family. My answer is no, not not because of that, because it's so wacky and so weird. It's not grounded enough for anyone to really relate to it. That's yeah, I mean, how I feel. The mm. yeah, I obviously I'm glad that that's not my family. I'm glad too, Jesus but... Christ. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I will third that. Um... <laughs> but it's not a question that I'd ever thought of, I guess, linking into what you said. The only way that I would say, obviously, no, I'm glad, is because you asked the question. Because I don't, 
Would you recommend this one to anyone? No. Is there I any wouldn't. reason you would tell no, anyone to watch this? I literally wouldn't. So you're telling our audience to not to specifically not watch this? I I would not recommend this film to anybody. I probably would never even talk about this film again <laughs> if it weren't for this podcast. I'm this, not gonna lie. This is your I didn't want to want to I didn't even want to watch the film. I didn't want to do the podcast because I didn't want to talk about the film again. I'm so, again, I'm sorry, Megan. I'm <laughs> it's my fault. I, I pressured again, 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 you've, he's, he's forced your hand twice. Uh, I have. Yeah. So. I have. I like, but. it's not even that it's like sometimes, like if, it, linking it to the room, like that film is shit, okay? But it's funny and I'm glad I've watched it. I'm not glad I've watched this film. I'm glad you've watched this I film. I fuck it like. I'm not glad I've seen it, but I'm, I'm glad that you've seen it. I'm, I appreciate that you suffered through it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, because shared experience. No, stop saying it's a shared experience. It is an experience. Like it's not really a movie per se. It's much more of a if you get through this and you watch it all, you have never seen a woman milk that. Yeah, but that's not. It's not. It's not a fucking like. What was it? I mean, I mean, not all not, over here. Like, way, way, I've seen a fucking film that's got loads of shit in it. <laughs> like, I'm not going around. That's not a thing to brag about. Like, <laughs> this film is shit. Yeah, there's not, no, yeah, like, yeah there's it's no, not a good film. Like, no, I wouldn't recommend this film to anyone because I wouldn't want to impose this on anyone. Because <laughs> I impose it on two people. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, yeah, I'm going around like, oh, yeah, lads, do you know what I saw the other day? Hey, this film. It's like, no. He's not of a fucking but this is this is, how I, this is how I heard of Takashi Miike, like around the kind of this era, this time where his films were coming out and there was an interest in Japanese cinema, Japanese horror, especially Audition. I heard about Audition and people like, hey, have you seen this Audition? Fucking things happen, and 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 it's around that age where, and again, it's like, have you done, have you ever fucking wanked off a dog? You know, it's that kind of that, that that kind of like mentality of those kind of fucking you know stupid lads going, I'm going to watch the fucking extremist fucking thing. I Was that find. two girls one cup? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go. Watch. I'd rather watch that than watch this film. Really? Oh, yes, I would absolutely. Wow. No, I would wow. definitely rather watch this film because yeah. at least there's an air of this film not being real. I mean, I've seen bits of that. I think everyone's seen bits of it. I, I couldn't. I can't deal with that. I'd rather watch that. I don't think I ever saw a bit of it. Thank God. Um, but yes, uh, it's. Well, I mean, I don't know if maybe the message for the film is if if this family can get through this, your family can get through anything. Positive Jesus affirmations. Christ. <laughs> For your is this going to be like one of those motivational posters or when you have the cat holding on to Hang in there. Hang in there. Breastfeeding, and it's like... <laughs> just hanging hang in from there. the massive nipples. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Um, <laughs> Covered in milk. <laughs> hang in there. At least it's not Visitor Q. Um, <laughs> At least your mum hasn't produced so much of her own lactate. Mm. It's flooding the kitchen. That you're yeah. aware of. And, 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 and we're glad that you're not swimming in it. Your son is swimming in not only your own ejaculate... Uh, but your your milk as well. So and the mixing together to curdle into its newfound cheese. Don't forget the pH level. We've got to talk about the pH level. <laughs> got to make sure. <laughs> coming out that. Sure. Coming out that. Vagina. To take from this film. Vagina. Uh, vagina. Vagina. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to say about Visitor Cube before we sign off? I've got something to say. What about Don't you? listen to this and think. I'm gonna go watch. People it. are going to just don't do it. Just have the sheer curiosity. It's morbid curiosity. I mean, like I mean, my, what I don't want to happen. What, what I really would fucking hate to happen, <laughs> right, is for people to watch this after listening to this podcast and then be like, "Wasn't even that bad." 
no, you're wrong. I'm telling you now. <laughs> if you're one of those people that turns around and says, well, it wasn't even that bad, you're incorrect. I mean, we have said a lot of what happened. A lot of the a lot of what's bad about it is the shock value of what Yeah, yeah obviously. But I would say this isn't like for like Game of Thrones series, whatever it is, with a spot spoiler alert, Oberin, when he gets his head caved in, that traumatized me. That's enough, Willow. So, sorry. Get, Willow's I'm, getting I'm laughing not because of Game of Thrones. No, because Willow's, Willow's like, I want to come back in here. Because she's hearing us talk about lactate. She loves a bit of milk. Um, no, it's when I saw that episode of Game of Thrones and the head crushing, that genuinely traumatized me. And there's a few horror films I've seen, which the gore, or like the reverse uh, crucifix in Saw 4, I think it is, hmm. when you're just watching an arm slowly tilt and the bone pop out and snap. That, for me, is traumatizing. This film, I was like, this is just so beyond weird comprehension it's almost i'm almost not processing it because it's so so above and beyond i've seen films girl with the dragon tattoo has some horrendous scenes in it which stay with you because they feel real this feels so this feels like it could be a like a rick and morty cartoon do you know what i mean where it's just the kind of show that's mm. so so fucking weird it's not grounded at all so for me there's no it doesn't fuck me up because it's just so beyond normality I just see it as like a living cartoon. Do you I know see mean? what you're saying, but I mean, the bit that got me the most was when he kills the woman and then starts having sex with her dead body. Yeah. Like that is that is a real thing. No, of course. And obviously, your perspective on that is different from me because obviously, I don't see myself as that woman. I, I mean, I don't I, see myself as the no, dead woman getting I, raped. I feel like the majority of the time, from general sympathies, if you watch a woman being raped, majority of the time women will be more affected by it than men. I, I That's not... Just like there's a scene, if a man has his penis cut off in a horror film, most women go, ah, that's a bit gross. And most men go, oh my fuck. And that's like... I th- a very poor way of explaining sympathy. But that's generally how I kind of perceive it. Yeah. But it's not... I wouldn't recommend people to see this film. The only reason to watch this film is for bragging rights and to force all your friends to watch it. No, don't be proud of yourself. Don't be proud that you've I'm not, seen I'm just saying, like, what... what sounds like bragging, for, right? Yeah, what Spider-Man was saying. Some people like to gloat about the yeah, most fucked sure. films they've seen. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't, because I've never mentioned this film before on a podcast. I've never mentioned it to Megan before this. I just thought, necromantic, and because, Dan, we wanted you to come stay with us, which you were a delightful house guest. <laughs> The, the film you can't find it's anywhere. Not the condition you can't for Dan find anywhere. That wasn't the condition better, for Dan watch, from Southampton. He better watch this disturbing fucking film. I mean, to be fair, it was part for part. He better, of it was, he better come down during the train strikes. Yeah, and so forever to fucking you can't get find it anywhere. You cannot find the film. If anyone manages to find it, I'd be genuinely surprised. But I can't even supply it or anything because literally just on a DVD I've got. I, I will. Got I will say, watching Eurovision was a very good palate cleanse. It was, wasn't it? It was. We, we watched it during Eurovision. Uh, well, not during Eurovision. We watched it very, that's a very Eurovision. different thing. That would have royally destroyed one of my favourite things on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad we watched it. I, I knew. I kind of knew we were going to watch it. I said to Mike, I was like, we don't have to. We can always do it again. He was like, no, you've got to watch it. In, we've got to watch it all in person together. And I was like, I was like, it's fine, Mike. We can do it later. You know, we can record it. We can watch it and then record it, whatever you want to do. And he's like, he's like, no, we've got to do it. Shared experience, shared experience, shared trauma. The shared. I did we, say that. We, we, are, we are now forever linked together <laughs> through this film. And can I make and- us friendship bracelets? <laughs> out, of, out of your own breast cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'll make some, some cheese out of my breast milk that doesn't exist. Get pregnant. <laughs> have a kid, make, make your own breast milk that you'll squirt down with, 
with an umbrella. I've got the umbrella, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get the clear the, umbrella. Dan's ready. Dan's re- as long as he's covered by the umbrella, he doesn't have to taste it. And then we'll make him watch me can we drink put, your umbrella. Can we put, can we put, like a, can we put like a tarpaulin down or something? Just maybe yeah. just... We'll get a blue one. Like yeah, I don't want to ruin my rug. Yeah, that's the last thing you want. But yeah, uh, if, if you guys, if you feel you need me for that shared experience, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm, da- I'm down for it. <laughs> but yes, like, again, shared experiences don't always have to be good. But at least we were, we did it together. We suffered through it together. We supported each other. We, you know, we laughed in the end. You know, we, some of us had a cry. Some of us squinted and was like, mm, and winced. Because it was think, the thing that's really funny for me, and it's not like funny, haha, but like, because obviously when you came to stay with us, it was the first time that we'd met you in person. So I, I know on self reflection that I was in a horrendous mood when we started to watch this this film and then i think back at it and i'm like like you're like literally meeting this person for the first time like in actual person i was like oh why were you so grumpy and Mm. then i was like oh now you're crying i was like what are you doing Uh, i I didn't think that i thought i thought you were you know you came across very well you were very (laughs) welcoming i didn't i didn't think you were in a bad mood i'm sorry you were but thank you I also am sorry Mike made you watch it. Again, I <laughs> I didn't expect you to. And I was like, are you sure? I was leaving like, are you sure you want to, you know? Because again, Megan's taste, weird and violent. <laughs> the thing is that we know Megan's the star. Uh, you and I, even on our own oh, podcast, absolutely. Megan's the star. In comics absolutely. The ma- number one question I get asked is, is Megan going to be in this podcast? <laughs> yes. But no, yes. it's like listenership drop. Even, like, even, yeah. even I get questions. I'm like, when's Megan back on? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Which is never, Why is like, Megan not on Discord? What, and it's what? never going to happen. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, like, do you want to be? Do you want to be? <laughs> I got um, added to a new group chat you know, today, and I was like, oh, okay. another another one I have to ignore. Um, for us. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to bother but, Megan. By the way, you know Disney discussions. They're tra- they're, they're trying to contact you. They're trying to speak. Disney speak discussions of- is like the only one that I respond to. True, yeah. that is true. I, I, I cheers on there quite a lot. But, Dad, but are uh, you glad you watched Visit IQ? Are you glad you experienced it? Glad I, I mean, I mean, maybe not glad, but again, it's kind of like it's kind of like Cannibal Holocaust. It's not so like Necromantic. I recommended because I didn't think I would have to watch it, and then Dave and Chris were like, "Come on, as well." I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I, I was volunteered. Like, I've I, seen this one twice before. Let's do it again. And then, and then Cannibal Holocaust. I was like, "The director's died." It's kind of interesting. There's the stuff around it. I find quite interesting. So we'll do it. You'll never um, watch that film, Megan. And uh, yeah, you won't. You absolutely. Uh, I won't even tell you what's uh, in it. Yeah, I won't even tell you what's in it. Don't even listen to the podcast because it will be disturbing enough. But I would not recommend that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend Necromantic really. But I do see artistic merit somewhere in there, deep, 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 deep down on some level. Those parts across. But you gotta, you gotta, you know, get through the mountains of ejaculate and and breast milk to, you know, dive deep down into the that abyss get to the bottom of it i think there is some sort of message in each of them as 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 subsumed as in it in all their fucking taboos and and things you absolutely do not want to get involved in megan promise me you will never watch cannibal holocaust i'm just i'm just i promise you I'll never it watch will it. destroy you it would it would very like it upset it me it really upset me and it stuck with me for a few, quite a while cannibal holocaust it is yeah not, that isn't the part that would upset you. yeah no that's not i don't the, even want to tell you because it will actually we're, we'll you know we'll we'll not say but people i think people would know which part what and parts why. and why yeah i don't yeah. even want to tell you why because if i tell you why that will actually upset you yeah so it's better not knowing at this point. If if yeah. you can't if you can't handle visit to Q on a good day, 
that you won't you won't handle cannibal holocaust on no. your worst day or, or on your best day or whatever or on any day any really. day you don't want it you don't want it don't just don't do it just don't do it don't even google it don't even google it megan don't even fucking google it if anybody mentions it you shut that shit down and you go no i've been, t- I've been told i can't see this i've been banned from it it's not I can't even talk about it can't talk about it get the fuck out stop it it's not happening um any other cannibal film as long as it's not from italy i think you'll be okay i think yeah you Italian probably, filmmakers are fucked up. They're a bit. They're a bit mad. Quite a lot of the snuff. Quite Go a lot of snuff films, aren't they? I, I, I love it. I'm a little bit Italian. I like Italian filmmaking, but there's some things that they do, and certain laws. They're especially their um, their copyright laws are fucking stupid, um, bizarre. You're Megan, you and your people. You people yeah, and your my pop- rules for the copywriting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You were there. You were there back in the the late 30s and 40s. You were running that shit. You know, Megan Mussolini. You know? <laughs> that is my middle name. No, it's, not. it's not my middle name. And on that, and on that note, good night. Uh, <laughs> Do we want to give our plugs then yeah. before we sign it off? It's going to be on both yes, feeds. Yes. Well, yes, it's going to be on both feeds. feeds. So it's going to be on YouTube. yours. Tell us about that. Okay. Hey, Megan, do you want to tell people how they can find you? Instagram, Grits Gets Fit. Sometimes a post, sometimes a don't. You can also find me on Genuine Chit Chat's Patreon. Thank and you. sometimes on other podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. I appear. Disney discussions. Places. This is true. Yep. Disney discussions. Yeah, and that came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I yeah. pop up here and there. Here and yeah. there. Like a like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> a whack a Megan. Like a, like a whack a Megan. Don't physically whack her, because that's again, we're going into visitor Q territory. <laughs> don't, like get a, Q. don't get a don't get a brick. Don't get a brick or a rock or anything like that, whatever it may be. Don't Don't let Megan near a lactating woman because she'll just go to town. I know know where you can find Megan. Fucking miles away from any cannibal holocaust content. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get the fuck away from it right now. (laughs) Trying to find why I've hidden Visitor Q in the house because she's trying to burn it. Because I'm trying to put it on the the fire. If you did do that, I would just buy it. I would just buy another copy. I would buy every copy. To burn them all. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do a book burning. It's a DVD. Hey, hey, hey. Let art be the art. Let and art if you don't art. like, if you don't like it, sack it off. You don't need to yeah. destroy it. Just let if it. You don't let like it, it. I'm not going to burn every single copy. Milk. Don't Simple. worry. Yeah. Um, you know. Okay, well, you can find me at Genuine Chit Chat on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And uh, you should be watching on YouTube. Hopefully, not on Dan's feed. Be on the cool feed. Um, maybe I'll put it, maybe I'll put the video on my feed too. Who, oh, fine. Well, who then I'm cool on both. Feeds. Who no fucking cares? Fucking cares. Uh, there's, there's a playlist called Disney Discussions, um, which I've put on there, which has got some of Dan's Disney Discussions content, including Episode Zero with Natalie, mm-hmm. and a bit of the Goofy movie one as well. It's a banger. Yes. Really enjoy that. Um, but we do Disney Discussions obviously together. So Megan's normally involved. That's her most regular podcasting slot. But if you want to support the show for as little as one pound a month, or you can give mm-hmm. off a one-off donation at Coffee, you can do that. And then I will, if you do a one-off donation, I'll send you a handful of afterthought episodes which will feature megan or if you subscribe to patreon you get access to the patreon exclusive feed over 170 episodes of afterthoughts and about 150 of them have got megan in so if you want to hear megan tell me how much she hates films that i like uh <laughs> and you want to tell megan here megan put me in my place because all my patrons say the best part about patreon is listening to megan and mike argue with each other and then <laughs> megan put everyone megan says the place. word argue and i'm it's like we really. don't really argue but yeah it's it's like bickering but fun bickering. yeah it's fun like bickering it's like brickgate yeah, I mean, Dan's experienced <laughs> how we actually are in real life. Most people we podcast with don't know what we're like in real life. In fact, the only three people that do is Scott Weatherly, you, Spider Dan, and Rhea, funnily enough, the That's only it. people that are in real life. So, yeah. 
Because yeah. you put on such a false front when you're recording on, on the... Yeah, we're completely different people, aren't we? Totally we're different people. When the recording stops, it's like a completely different person. Yeah. I have a different hair colour when we stop recording. I was going to say my beard changes colour. <laughs> I was going to say I actually have a blue beard. But, there you are. Uh, there you lovely. are. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find all my sort of wonderful stuff. Coming up to episode 200 um, of Genuine Chit Chat, so I'm doing a QA and a episode with Megan. Hooray. Ooh. Hooray. Uh, and I will, it's going to be I like 300 some, release. I will Do ask it. some questions. Um, what, it's funny. what do you think? Why have you not watched Cannibal Holocaust yet, Megan? That'll be my question. <laughs> because Dan told me not to. <laughs> on the feed, of, I've been banned. On the feed of Genuine Chit Chat, it's actually going to be my 300th release, although it's my okay. 200th episode because right. I've done certain part one and part two episodes, and also a few things I've just posted on that feed when sure. I've, I haven't got other stuff to go on. But yes, friends, thank you for listening. On to. Dan and Dan, talk yes. about your Patreon because your Patreon's great. I like it, it a lot. It is. I, I don't I probably do as much as I should. Unlike Mike, has got something out like every day. I mean, I use like I use Megan as an. Ex- it's basically my excuse to get Megan to podcast with me and talk about films. If I say to Megan, "What's your opinion on a film?" She goes, "Yeah, it's all right." But if I put a recorder in front of her. Then she'll suddenly start talking about it for ages. I was, was going to say she gave us a very succinct synopsis of this film. So, uh, so yeah, brilliant. Um, I I highly recommend if you are on Mike's Patreon to check out the Spider Man Three episode. I really, <laughs> I think that is. A I classic. think it's on Comics Emotion now. <laughs> is it a taster? It yeah. is on the Ooh, Comics Emotion. Spider Man Three came out about a year I mean, ago. You get to hear Megan ranting about Spider Man Three for like, like twenty odd minutes. <laughs> Not great like like it's 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 a far different rant than this particular podcast that, that she went on. It's a whole different form of hate, uh, which I, I appreciated. And you know, I quite like Spider Man three in some ways. Um, so I, I was kind of not, defending it. I'm, yeah, I was having none of it. The funny thing is, is that I've I I obviously was the one to say those words, and I also have listened to that podcast. I was I the one no, to say those words. I have. I am no. human person. Hello, this is Megan speaking. This is, how, this is how you know it's not scripted. All this. This is all because she talks like a fucking robot. Sometimes I, I, no I, I am the one who says those things. <laughs> yes, human woman lactating. No, I have no recollection of what I said at all. You're drunk on power. Oh god, it's it's brilliant. I, I highly recommend. Anyway, speaking of Spider Man. Spider Down the Secret Balls will host the next Disney discussion. Um, so we're going to do underrated live action uh, Disney films. I won't reveal what we're doing just yet. I'm sure one of us will do that online somewhere at some point. Um, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We don't know when we're recording that, but sooner or later. I think we've settled on the films. We just we'll we'll save it. We need a bit of a break because we always do. We all do the exact same thing where we don't watch any of the films to the week before. Oh, then we have to watch four and then we have to every like, night like, watch a film. <laughs> guess what? Another Disney film. I don't know. <laughs> at least it's not Visitor Q four times in a row. There's, at least it's not all of Nikkei Takashi's or Takashi Nikkei's <laughs> films. God, yes. I think I, I mean you've been doing that, haven't you? I have because I wanted to maybe try and get a sense of the man a bit more. And and again, I've heard about him, and uh, you know, a lot of his kind of uh, his catalogue is quite infamous. So I kind of wanted to see what his chaotic mind brought to the screen. Some of them I like, some of them I really like, like Audition and Thirteen Assassins, uh, which is kind of just a classic samurai thing and i think audition is weird but in a good way and it's kind of saying something about misogyny in japan um but yeah i, I if you're going to check out any two films i check out those two but megan i know will not check out either because that, that is even let one. me check them out when we spoke to ria about this director she was like megan's not gonna like that oh absolutely i don't even i knew i knew i don't i do not like visitor i think Q. you're getting overly defensive mike i think you I actually really like, like hashtag brickgate 
Hashtag brick gates. <laughs> Vaginas. Um, <laughs> anyway, me, 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 you can find me on Spider-Hand and the SecretBalls.com. All the stuff is there. Uh, links to the Patreon. Uh, you've got Derek Esoteric's track on there and all his musical links. So if you want to go listen to him and Teddy Bear's Picnic Full of Blood and Carnage, go and, and check that out. Uh, Great barrel, I found that one. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely banger with math and various other guests that have been featured. Not me, on. but it's still good. Maybe he's just not got round to your episodes, Mike. Chill out. Well, it's the second most listened to episode of your feed. Yes. Oh, my I God, Mike, going. shut I up. I only said that because... Uh, bra- bragging rights, again. Bragging rights, all this. Me, this the only reason I said this because me and Dan had this jokey, uh, like, banterous back and forth in Discord about... It's about nine months ago. Mm. And I think people in Discord weren't realizing that we were both just... Yes, people thought they were... Each other. Like, people were like, are you guys actually okay? And like, no, it's fine. And we kept having to kind of... Say mean things as a joke, yeah. but then add in a vague yeah. compliment to prove we didn't hate each other. And one of them was Dan was like, you're a prick and you shouldn't come on any more of the podcasts. But the one you did come on was actually quite high rated. So maybe it was just because I was giving you shit because of yeah. uh, a couple of your guests reoccurring. And I was like, yes. what about me? That was it, yeah. More. You were like, yeah. yeah, that was the thing. You can't come on just twice. You can only come on twice a year. I've only been on once. Dennis yeah. has been on like a thousand times. And Andy's yeah. come on like a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, yes. Nice. But it's hard to find the time often to get people on. And at the moment, I can't fucking book guests. Save my fucking life. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, go on my on my website. It's got everything you want to know, all the information, the podcast formats, blah, blah, blah. It's all there. YouTube, links, podcasts, all of the stuff. Go, go, go. It's a real hub, an exciting hub of activity on the World Wide Web. Ooh. And it's amazing because you don't – my favorite thing about Dan's podcast is films like this, you don't have to have seen the majority of content content he tackles are either really well-known stuff in a lot of the clone balls mm. or they're really obscure stuff that you're probably never going to watch anyway so you can just watch kind of whatever you want and listen to whatever you want and that's one of the things i love about and i think i think i think you've picked one here mike that nobody will watch and that everybody will hopefully enjoy on this podcast so be it on your feed on your video or on mine wherever but uh this will be out friday i'm gonna put it out so you can put it out whenever it's your video as well we're sharing but yeah check us out on either one patreon is good we could do with some money because we're poor um and yeah all good but i've really enjoyed this again megan i apologize i'm sorry I am really genuinely quite sorry. It's, it's my not, fault. It's, it's not, not you. It's, it's not you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm any any anger it. that I hold towards anyone for having to watch this film, I can safely say that 0% is aimed at you. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> it's, it's all aimed I just, at I, I was just like, I was just like, Mike, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to do this. I went, okay, sure. Next time you hang out with us, I won't show such a mental film and we won't watch quite so much Maybe. Europop. I'll tell you what I did watch the other day, Megan, that you might like that I, I like. I watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. She does right. like, all right. You like the film, but it's still I, I, like I like the film. I think it's okay. I think the Fantastic Beasts franchise yeah, uh, is my, just a shame. My friend, my friend said, watch this one. None of the rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I did, sp- speaking of taboos, I did hear there was a lot of baby murder in the second one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. uh, it's very convoluted as well. It's yeah. basically it's more convoluted than the plot of this film, actually. And uh, and and I will. Uh, you might not go watch uh, Takashi Miike films. I'm not going to watch the crimes of a, 
a poor film being made or whatever it was called. Grindelwald. <laughs> Grindelwald. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. The Crimes yeah. of the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. The, 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 Grondel, the Grondelwind. Um, Grondelwand. The, the Gargantuan. Gargantuan gritty <laughs> golf course. Um, whatever. But yeah, thank you guys. Uh, this has been an experience, another shared experience, whether it's been good or bad or whether people have enjoyed it. We've been here. We've talked about a film. I highly don't recommend this. Um, And I don't think most people will bother. But there might be the odd weirdo out there that may do. Um, Don't recommend it for VHS Strikes Back, Mike, because I think they'd hurt you. I think they'd they'd physically harm you with a brick or a rock. (laughs) But yes, that is us. Uh, Thank you again, guys. Uh, If you're listening on a genuine chit chat or over here on Spider Down the Secret Boars, we appreciate you. And again, this has been a shared experience. And I'm glad somebody's been here with us as well through it. Bye. Bye. Bye.